Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. Appropriations for 2022 are occupying a House that this week is devoted to committee work, while the Senate has a fresh rafter of nominations to consider. We get a look at the week ahead from Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And Lauren, let's start with the House. Actual budget work on 2022. That's right. This is another busy week for appropriators who spent their period right before the 4th of July recess making a lot of progress on the bills, getting six of them through committee and another two through subcommittee. And they set themselves a goal of finishing their work, at least on the committee level, by this Friday. So by this Friday, we'll have 12 appropriations bills through the committee and ready for floor work, um, possibly later this month, trying to make progress on these all-important bills. Um, Although the progress we've seen doesn't necessarily mean we're that close to a final group of bills that could be in place by the October 1st start of the fiscal year. It's at least a way for the House to do its initial work to kind of kick off this process. Um, as you know, it started late this year because the Biden budget requests came later than um, certainly than the law calls for. But um, we got a discretionary request in April and then a full request in May. So that slowed down some work. But appropriators used as much of the last few weeks they've been in session that they could to turn through these 12 bills and and at least lay down their marker for what they'd like to see. And the Senate, they're usually the ones that are behind on those 12 bills and end up with some sort of an omnibus. And any any hint of that similar process going on on the Senate side? They haven't started writing their bills yet. And there's been talk for a while from Patrick Leahy and Richard Shelby, who are the Democrat and Republican, who lead that committee about trying to get an agreement on a top line spending amount so that their work will be easier. Um, House Democrats have the luxury of a slightly bigger majority, uh, the ability to push through what they want through committee and onto the floor and even through the floor. As long as they can get a simple majority, they can get their bills through. Uh, In the Senate, obviously, it takes 60 votes to do things like the spending package um, that they would have to do, either individual bills or an omnibus. So Republicans have a bigger role to play there. And currently with the 50-50 Senate, even to get something out of committee, you really need a Republican vote uh, for the Democrats to to make sure that those bills can get out and onto the floor. Although, as we've seen, even when things are evenly split, there are ways to force votes. Um, But we may see more action in the Senate later this month, potentially some markups and and getting things out um, and ready for eventual negotiations. But there's still no handshake agreement between the parties and the two chambers on how much to spend in total. Uh, The House gave itself a number to work with. The Senate will try to nail that down and and we'll see where that gets us toward that October 1st start of the fiscal year. But we're, we're likely looking at a pretty busy winter as lawmakers will be trying to wrap up this work, probably approaching the holiday season. Yeah, so the CR is going to come anyway then at the end of the fiscal year, looks like at the end of the summer there. And uh, on a related issue, what is the status now of infrastructure? Because uh, there was all this fanfare over an agreement that the president would sign, would not sign, but it's really kind of stalled since then, hasn't it? Well, there was a handshake agreement over a bipartisan infrastructure plan, but that has not yet been made legislation. That's something that Senate committees have spent the last couple of weeks working on, taking a table with numbers and some kind of conceptual ideas and writing actual legislation that will probably span several hundred, if not well into the thousands of pages. 
Um, there's two tracks going on. There's the bipartisan plan, which reflects the agreement between President Biden and some Republican and Democratic senators. And then there's the reconciliation portion of this that would advance some of the things that were in President Biden's American Jobs Plan and American Families Plan that are outside of the scope of that um, bipartisan agreement. So we're likely to see votes in July on portions of that, um, probably the bipartisan infrastructure plan, if that's ready, and then the budget resolution that would set up that reconciliation legislation later on, we may see that come from the budget committee and get onto the Senate floor. Those are the two top priorities for Majority Leader Chuck Schumer going into this um, next couple of weeks of session. We're speaking with Lauren Duggan, editorial director of Bloomberg Government. And what are some of the nominations in the Senate this week? Well, on the floor, there's a State Department nomination vote uh, tonight, and then we'll probably see another vote on a Labor Department nomination. Um, but, you know, these these are now getting into some of the, the second and third tiers of some of these departments after all the cabinet slots were filled. But there's still a lot of open positions throughout the government, obviously, that um, committees will be processing by holding hearings, holding some markups and then trying to get those to the floor where the Senate will process those nominations as it waits for that bipartisan infrastructure plan and some of that reconciliation legislation. Um, we will see hearings this week on um, the Navy secretary nominee and um, some other nominations, I believe, at HHS and Commerce. So th there's a lot of work being done by committees trying to process these nominations. Um, and then floor time is pretty precious in the Senate, but they are churning through those as they can. Yeah, there's a slew, I guess, of nominations coming for the Defense Department, too, that they'll take up probably beyond that. That's right. So, you know, we'll have this, the, the Navy secretary and some others, and then I'm sure there's more to come as the Armed Services Committee deals with that and also begins to turn its attention to the National Defense Authorization Act, which will be all important for these nominees to carry out should they be confirmed and put into office. All right. And also, I'm reading at Bloomberg, the Postal Service budget is up for discussion, too, this week. That's right. Even as the appropriators are writing these bills and figuring out how to fund the government, um, agencies are still coming before different committees to justify what they've asked for for fiscal 22. Um, one of the agencies, as you mentioned, is the Postal Service. Now, they're their role in the federal budget isn't that large, but uh, there is some money in one of the appropriations bills that helps fund postal operations, including things like a free mail that um, the government helps to offset the cost of. And also some very important riders over time, like you have to have six day mail and you shouldn't close rural post offices. But I think what a lot of this will focus on is just some of the issues that I'm sure a number of lawmakers have heard from their constituents over the last few months about delayed mail or their concerns about Packages not getting there on time, whatever the case may be. So anytime you have somebody to bring before you and ask tough questions, um, you're going to take advantage of that. And I'm, I'm sure this will be an interesting hearing from that perspective. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. As always, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. 57 past the hour. This is the Federal Drive with Tom Temin. For the latest updates, stay with federalnewsnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Up next, the top national headlines from CBS News and the Federal Newscast. I'm Tom Temin.
Whether in-person or remote, open communication with your doctor is key to managing any condition, including heart failure. How have you been feeling? Um, I'm okay. Both are great options to continue having open conversations with your doctor about how you're feeling. I've had less energy. And when you speak openly with your doctor, they're better equipped to help. Visit heartfailuretalks.com to learn more. A great meal in a great restaurant requires planning ahead, reservations, waiting, and finally getting seated. Caviar is a new food delivery app for people that are passionate about amazing food but would rather dine at home. And just for our listeners, Caviar is offering 50% off two orders, up to $20 value per order. And all you have to do is put in the offer code NYCPOD22 at checkout. Remember, that's 50% off two orders, up to $20 value per order, with offer code NYCPOD22. Download the Caviar app and use offer code NYCPOD22.